Sup, sup, sup. It's your host, Gabe and Dan. Welcome to Show Me The Way. This week, we'll be giving an update on the rules of life from last week's episode. Why don't you start us off, Daniel? What was your rule of life from this past week? My rule of life this past week was to eat during certain times. Uh, for one, to start eating around lunch and to stop eating around dinner. Really no time rule. It's just that I wanted to finish dinner around five to six-ish. My lunch could be taken at any time. And yeah, it's it's been going pretty well. How specifically is it going? I think at the start, it was kind of... I was already in the, the rhythm of it, but there's definitely times where I was eating at like eight o'clock. Those are the bad days. Um, with a lot more time towards the end of the day, I found myself talking to people more, being in a better mood-ish. But I would say initially at the start, uh, when we talked about it last week, mentally giving that commitment, I think that was definitely the hardest part. And I guess the other part that uh, I added on was to go outside <laughs> at, at least once a day, especially during lockdown. I think that's definitely something that affected my mental health. So I added that into my rhythm or maybe just even looking at the sun or looking outside. I think that's definitely helped me out more in, in maintaining these rules of life. Yeah, it is pretty like difficult with shelter in place if you just decide to sit inside your room like the whole day in the dark. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yeah. How do you think it's affected your relationship with God or how you kind of spend time with God throughout your day? I think the end point is really, really intentional. So when I eat dinner, I'm reminded again that, oh, yeah, I'm uh, kind of in this space. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say. It, it is like a reminder. Um, so my nights tend to be a lot more uh, intentional in terms of um, what I'm doing, what I'm saying, and the, the time I'm spending. So I, I think uh, definitely it, it feels like I'm, I'm living with the presence, I would say, especially towards the night. Um, in the morning, it, it, it tends to flow from night to morning. So in the mornings, I tend to feel very um, calm, very peaceful. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I would say what the changes were. I definitely have that sense of peace that I guess before wasn't that noticeable. I think that peace was kind of unexpected. I, I knew I would be more intentional, but I, the, the peace was definitely something that I wasn't really expecting. I was more, more so expecting the uh, just having structure in life would make my mental state a lot better because I feel like my mental health or just well-being, general well-being this last week wasn't doing that great. Um, but yeah, after especially after adding in like just experiencing the outside <laughs> rule to my rules of life. I think my mental health has, in terms of clarity and focus, has improved a lot. So I think that the peace contributes a lot to the, the, the focus and the clarity and all those things. That's really good to hear. How about during this time, uh, in, with these rules of life, with these sort of spaces and clear definition, how do, you, how do you think that God has sort of spoken to you? Or what are some things that you think God has been telling you about this week? I think he's been telling me a lot about the foundation that I'm being built on. The, the days do feel like they blend together. I, I think trying to build a schedule out of that is kind of difficult. But adding these rules of life in um, and very intentionally doing so, I, I think has helped me a lot in kind of seeking out like, oh, what, my, what is my foundation built on? Because before it was really kind of free flowing and there isn't really a separation of work and, and play. So like at one moment, I'd be kind of like chatting with my friends 
oh, well, I'm supposed to be working or I'm working like way later than I should be actually working. So that separation definitely wasn't there. Uh, but yeah, once I have that clear like lunch and dinner time, honestly, it's just that, yeah, the, the period before lunch and or after lunch and before dinner was specifically marked for working. That definitely helped out in like what the foundation of my day was. And I think on a deeper or more um, uh, spiritual level, I think it's kind of like, okay, now where does like time with God fit with me in my day, right? Does it start in the morning? Does, does it, you know, end with him? Is there space for him in between? The question that just kept coming up was like, oh, what are my rhythms and how much of God is included in those rhythms? There's this one verse that stood out to me this week, which was one of the parables that Jesus spoke. Uh, it's Luke 6, 46. Uh, I'll read it right now. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood rose, the stream broke against the house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell and the ruin of the house was great. Um, that was Luke 6, 46 to uh, 49. Yeah, 49. Uh, I think that really defined the week where if I don't really have a foundation or I'm kind of free floating, if anything happens in my day, I think I'll kind of be stuck with that feeling. Whereas um, if I do have that foundation of the day or I have that pattern or rhythm of life, I feel like I'm able to carry on with my day. I'm able to get over things. I'm able to think things through, process things out. Um, yeah, those things. So I think this verse really was speaking to me this week. What about you? How was your rule of life this past week? My rule of life was like more vague. I decided that I wanted to be more aware of my decisions at whatever moments and be more aware of my desires and longings. Like a question that I carried in was, do I desire or long for God more than anything else? You know, when you like really want something, then literally nothing else that you don't have or have matters. That's kind of like the question that I was asking. It's like, do I desire or long for God in that way? I decided to observe my decisions because that speaks a lot to what it is that I desire at those moments. It's definitely been very eye-opening. Uh, are there any specific examples that you can recall? I guess one that came up a lot was like, okay, right now, am I going to am I going to like take a nap or like do some brain dead activity, like watch some TV? I didn't focus too much on trying to make sure I like chose the chose the right thing like every moment but i did notice that when that question comes a lot my default behavior is mostly to just distract myself or choose like the shorter term benefits over the long term satisfaction of having like spent time with god and that's just like the tendency that i have something else that i noticed too was just my impatience i'm fasting dating this year the reason for why is like not particularly clear why, but that's just something I decided to do this year. I think that's one thing in my life that I'm always kind of like waiting on God for is kind of, in addition to that, also career and just general life guidance and direction from God. 
what I found is that instead of like really meditating and thinking about God and spending time praying to him with the anxieties that I have in those areas, I tended to choose to distract myself instead. In, in my awareness of those decisions, I sort of experienced some clarity into my own impatience, I suppose. So it's almost as if it was kind of like a, a bird's eye view of like, hey, wait, I'm, I'm doing this. Um, I guess my question to that is, is there a, a, like a pattern that you see in yourself um, that kind of leads you to that state? Um, whether that is like a predisposition or that's an environment, um, do you see anything in common from like the past versus now or, you know, anything this, from this past week? I guess I do see this pattern pretty often in my life in general. I guess this, I think it's this tendency to think that if I don't have what I want in life right now, then life hasn't like really started. I think that's like a general pattern that I see in my life. I think it is kind of like a fine line between what it looks like to wait patiently and wait actively with trust in God and like being still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like waiting, waiting, waiting impatient, impatiently. Ultimately, ultimately, whether I distract myself or not, I am playing a game of waiting, right? And I th I'm sure like for a lot of people, we're all playing a game of waiting for something. The book that I read this week, the way they put it is waiting with trust in the wisdom of our father's timing, or in this case, not really having that trust. I feel like I live in a completely different paradigm <laughs> hearing that. Um, maybe I'm just not aware of my own impatience. Um, yeah, so I, I guess in, in, in like developing this rule of life, uh, would you say you've gained insight into how your, your rule of life could be updated, changed, um, or what direction it's going in? Even in my own life and how God has been working in me, I've already seen some changes for the better. These changes, I guess, kind of come with time and like maturity, but all of that, of course, by God's grace and mercy, right? One thing I kind of noticed in a conversation I was having with a friend is like this concept of adulting, right? Like, what does it mean to adult? From what I've gathered so far in my two years out of college and kind of living more independently. As I've kind of been growing and maturing, I find that I have to be more realistic and current. Something that I saw that a lot in was when I was talking to a friend, it came up that like my situation with my parents, where I guess like my career choices and things like that, when I was younger, I would just think, oh, like I want to do that or that. And I'm just going to like charge for that. And this is like my dream. Do I like to do it or not? These are like the types of things that feed into my career decision. I just realized that the reality of like my family and also the reality of the world as well, <laughs> they became like much more important in my career decision making. Maybe I want to do that, but maybe I should like stay here and do this in order to help out more at home. My little brother's going to be going to college, so our family's supporting him with tuition. So what does that mean for how I should be treating my finances right now? All these sorts of things. And I guess I just saw that adulting seems to not just be about being independent or like finally achieving what, what it is that you dreamed of as a kid, but it also is much more considerate of the world around you, the people around you, 
and it's much more realistic to the situation. So I think it's like very encouraging to be able to look at myself and be like given, I think, the self-awareness to kind of see that. One of like the verses that I was reading when I was kind of thinking about this was Matthew 19, 24, uh, where it says, again, I tell you, it's easier for a camel to go through. This is Jesus speaking. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. That's been pretty central to a lot of what I've been learning this week through this rule of life and through the questions I carry with this rule of life into my studying of the Bible. A lot of these things feel very out of control. Like, how do I desire God more? Or how do I become more patient? Or like attain the peace that it takes to be patient and maintain the peace that it takes to be patient? I look at my life and I'm like, oh, there are like many things kind of piling up to be stressed about uh, as I kind of like grow older and there's more responsibilities. But then I look at when God gave me this conversation with my friend about adulting. None of this is really that much within my control. Ultimately, I've worked, right? And I've worked at it, but my heart didn't change because I told my heart to change. From that same book I quoted earlier, When I Don't Desire God by John Piper, it's this concept of fighting to walk in the path where he, meaning referring to God, has promised his blessings. And from there, just experiencing God within his timing. That's something that I'm more aware of now is like the, the work aspect. A verse that came from the book. Uh, or not, I mean, it came from the Bible, but it was quoted in the book, was 1 Corinthians 15. This is Paul speaking to the, the church of Corinth. Uh, so 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I work harder than any of them, those not I, but the grace of God that is with me. And I I just felt like, wow, that's like really true looking at the past. I, now I'm working so that God can change my heart to where I can trust him with this mentality for the future as well. Yeah, I, I think it really does put things into perspective of um, when you kind of look at things from a realistic point of view or just like how things are, just being honest, it, it really is humbling in a way. Or a lot of things like, yeah, as you said, are not in, in my control or not in your control. Uh, but I think on the flip side, is, the question is what things are in my control, right? What, what things are, can we do on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, and I think to reiterate the point, I think the idea of like, you do what you can and then you leave God to do the rest because you physically cannot do anything more. Um, and I guess going off of that, do you know any like specific practices or changes in your day-to-day -day that would kind of train your heart towards that direction? Or are you just kind of taking things day by day as things come? Something that kind of came to mind a lot during this week was the idea of Sabbath. 
Like this was from something that I studied before and I pulled out of my journal. In Exodus 23, 10 to 13, it's talking about the laws of Sabbath for, for the Israelites. But yeah, it says, uh, starting from verse 10, uh, Exodus chapter 23, verse 10. For six years you shall sow your land and gather in its yield. But the seventh year you shall let it rest and lie fallow, uh, that the poor of your people may eat, and what they leave the beasts of the field may eat. You shall do likewise with your vineyard and with your olive orchard. Six days you shall do your work, but on the seventh day you shall rest, that your ox and your donkey may have rest. The son of your servant woman and the alien may be refreshed. Pay attention to all that I have said to you, and make no mention of the names of other gods, nor let it be heard on your lips. Verse 10 stood out to me a lot as just like this massive trust that trust that they had to put into God to sow for six years, but then on like an entire year, not so. But also, though, I think Sabbath is a time to really enjoy God and to like focus on God. So I think that's in verse 13. It's like, pay attention to all I've said to you and make no mention of the name of other gods, whether it's like some sort of idols in my life, how it is that we enjoy God, how it is that we uh, pay attention to what God is saying. I think in Sabbath, what is a way that I can really enjoy God's gifts and do that while focusing on God? Uh, so I've been thinking about Sabbath law and finding rhythm for even what Sabbath activities I kind of do. Mm, actually, actually, uh, let's 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 stay on that thought more on more. What are things that people think you do on Sabbath that is actually not really Sabbath? You know those idols parts, and what are things that like you actually do on Sabbath that actually really just focuses on God? I used to think I really understood. But I think nowadays I'm not too sure. I think it is like from person to person. Like for me, watching TV is definitely not one of those. But ultimately, Sabbath is about focusing on God and putting your trust on God to take care of the work that He has given you. There are like some fellowship oriented activities that I think I enjoy a lot and are very restful for me. So one example is like our Bible study on Saturday, Saturday mornings. But then there are also activities, I don't know, like going out to golf or something that could also, that I think could also like fit the bill, right? It's just enjoying God's gifts for me, which is like, oh, I am able to go out and play golf, right? Uh, and like enjoy being with my friends. Yeah, what are what are your opinions on like what is something you do during Sabbath and whatnot? Yeah, I I definitely agree with you where it's it is person to person and for me it does uh, the idea of stillness I think comes up again where if there's a space where it allows me to be still um, and to soak up God so to speak not trying to be heretical here but you know like just kind of be in the presence to delight, to be at peace. I think, honestly, it, it's usually just reading or um, just like strumming random things on my guitar. Um, no, nothing too serious. 
but it, it, it's like slow, it's quiet, um, it's peaceful. The biggest thing that I feel is that I am here and I am present to myself and to God. Um, and I think those are the most restful activities. Uh, definitely like being around people is nice. Uh, I, I definitely value one-on-one um, -on -one conversation. So it's like if I, uh, during the week, if I have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation or a phone call with, uh, you know, friends from college or um, any other place, I, I definitely feel very rested um, in that way. Uh, though I can't have too much of that because then I end up being really burned out <laughs> instead. I feel like Sabbath is a very active thing where you're intentionally engaging in God. Resting in God is, is very active. Um, so, and so for me, it is that stillness of like intentionally being still. So yeah, I think for me, it is, you know, just really quiet things. That's, that's what I'll call it. Well, yeah, I think to add on to that point, right, of like stillness, I think there's something very experiential, emotional, and also I think this word has like different connotations, but also like sensual, as in sensual as in like pertaining to the senses, not necessarily sensual in like the sexual way. I think it is important to kind of put ourselves in positions to experience very sensual experiences from God. For example, we could say like, oh, good food is bad. Just avoid it at all costs. Deny yourself, right? I think that's like not the point. And I think in some senses, that's kind of like idolizing self-denial. I think like if something is good and it's not your idol, and when you experience it and you know that it's good, and your heart like praises God for it, right? I think it's like a pretty important thing to experience in uh, whether it's in Sabbath or not. But I think uh, in Sabbath as well, it's also important. Or for you, where it's like quietness, right, and stillness. I'm sure there's like a lot of like emotional and also like sen sensual experience in that as well. Yeah, I, I really agree with that. I think what we said, I think in the first episode or what I said, uh, the verse was the one where Jesus talks about how basically he's contrasting himself and John the Baptist, where he says John the Baptist denied himself. You know, he, he ate locusts and, you know, lived in the wild. And then they said he had a demon. Uh, so like John the Baptist was like the, the picture of self-denial and living like, quote unquote, a holy life. Whereas Jesus came eating and drinking and they called him a glutton. And so like, you know, th there is that like, oh, we, we don't want to kind of fall to like, be like Pharisees in that way. And I definitely like, yeah, I definitely got, got that from you where, yeah, we don't want to be Pharisees towards ourselves, you know, be like, hey, I'm, I'm fasting, you know worship me <laughs> i'm doing good uh but rather um just doing things out of like praise or worship or um yeah just experiencing god in different ways yeah i think i really like the way that you put it how about for you what are some things that you're thinking about doing ways that you think your rule of life is developing I see it as uh, putting structure in a structureless environment. I think that's kind of, as I'm kind of experiencing it more. Um, so that I, this would be a big picture view of how it's happening. And I think there's a lot of specifics that I'll add a little bit later. But for now, the, the, the vision that I'm seeing is that, 
you know, when you go back to just Genesis 1 and as God in creation, where God creates everything out of nothing, and that there's like an almost essentially like an organized chaos, I would say, but everything was perfectly organized to his will, to his creation, to his, you know, um, his design. I definitely feel the same in my own life where it's just, there's kind of like nothing there. Or it's just a bunch of like, eh, <laughs> in my life. But I think as I start to let structure develop, um, start to let foundations develop, I begin to um, kind of live in a way that orients myself toward God that, you know, is in that posture of worship in the posture of, of humbleness before God. And I think what that looks like in my day to day is incorporating more of him in my day. I think one practice that I might start doing more is uh, we've been having morning prayers um, twice a week and we'll be having it all week next week. Um, but I think for me, I definitely want to keep that as a personal habit or personal rule where not even just reading the Bible, but just, just getting up and praying, just being silent. Uh, again, the, the idea of silence for me is really important where I just sit there and hear from God or just, you know, be in the presence of God. Uh, maybe read a verse here or there, but I, I really think it starts with my mornings. Um, so I think that's the direction where it's developing, where I'm beginning to have like more things that happen in my day, but more intentionally focused towards God. I think the actual specifics of what I mean is, you know, I get up, I get out of bed, and maybe I go to my closet and I just pray in there. Or I, I put down a pillow and I just sit on it and I... I'm not in bed or like I might fall asleep, right? Or I get up and I'm trying to be actively, you know, just meditating on God, essentially. I would say like morning meditations would be a more accurate description. All right, what's God in my day going to look like? How do I breathe in God? You know, how do I look like Jesus in, in my actions? And so I, I think it does start in those morning meditations. I, I feel like this is a great stepping point or stepping stone, or like, yeah, start out two days a week. After next week, maybe it'll look like three days a week, and I s slowly wrap myself up until, that. yeah, I'm just doing it every day, like it's it's supposed to happen. Once we build the habit, it'll feel weird not doing things. Yeah, I want it to be weird not waking up early and just having that personal time with God. I think that's actually really good. A lot of good has always, like, come from that for me in my life, or I guess, like, come from God in that. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a good practice for you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Is there anything else that you want to say uh, before we close out with some song recommendations for the week? I don't think so. It's, I'm looking forward to this next week of building in that practice. I guess it's kind of weird of next week being that like the church will be hosting every day. I think I might just take days off where it is like solo. <laughs> but um yeah, yeah. I'm. I just want to say I'm. I'm looking forward to what next week is gonna look like. Yeah. So before we close out, I thought it'd be fun to just. I, I'm sure. I don't know if you do this too, but like every week there will be like a song that just speaks to me. Uh, but yeah. So this week, for song recommendation, I'm gonna recommend our non-existent listeners <laughs> to listen to. You Loved My Heart to Death by Shane and Shane. I'm sh I'm not sure if it's like a popular one. I don't really follow follow these things. I know Shane and Shane in general is like pretty 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 well known in like the mainstream canon of 
worship music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I don't know that song. I think you know that song? I don't know that song. So. Oh, you don't know it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, your boy, 130, 139 hours of Shane and Shane last year, <laughs> oh according God. to Spotify. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that's, uh, that's our song recommendation for this week. Uh, please, please tune in again next Monday. Yeah, it was great talking to you, Daniel. Great talking to you, too. Bye-bye. Peace.